0: Welcome to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. I'm Dr. Glenn Kinkin, Senior Minister here at Centenary. My hope is that this podcast will give you some good news for your journey today.
1: Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. But now this is what the Lord says, He who created you, Jacob. He who formed you, Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the waters, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Would you pray with me? Almighty God, we hear your words. Let us hear them deep in our hearts. Let us hold them close to our souls. But, O Lord, let those words echo, let them shine through our very lives so that we would leave this place not just hearers of your word but doers of your word and your son's holy name we pray amen. amen so a few years ago it was bible school week in my church and if you've ever spent any time in bible school you know that during the opening exercise it is nothing more then contained pandemonium. Now there were about 250 kids in that Bible school that year, and they were all in the sanctuary between four years old and fifth graders, just running wild. It was a bit like Lord of the Flies and survival of the fittest. The Bible school leaders had this bewildered look on their face like, dear Lord, deliver us from this. And as they surveyed the landscape and as I watched this, it was sheerly ma- just massive amounts of chaos. And then from across the room in only a tone that a mother knows came these words, Mark Stephen Baker. And with that, in the midst of this sea of humanity, Mark Stephen came to attention as if he had been summoned by a drill sergeant on the parade ground at Paris Island. And I might add, so did most of the rest of the room as well. See, nothing catches your attention like hearing your full name called across the room, is there? Nothing catches your attention when everything that you have been known by is called out for all the world to hear. For you know that that voice is talking directly to you. See, our names have meaning. They are powerful. The writer Eli uh, Eli Vassell writes these words. In Jewish history, a name has its own story, its own memory. It connects beings with their origins. To retrace its path is then to embark on an adventure in which the destiny of a single word becomes one within that of the entire community. An enriching quest for all those who live in the sound of your name. So what about your name? The name that you are called, the name that you are known by, what does it mean? Who are you named after? What's the story behind it? How does your name flourish within the community of those who know you? In our text today, Isaiah is speaking of a new vision of a deeper relationship with God, speaking to the Israelites, and he shares words that impact their understanding of themselves. Those words that we hear in verse one, fear not, I have redeemed you by name. I have called you by name and you are mine see for them there are no more words that are more powerful for them to hear for them because now they had an identity but guess what those same words are spoken to you and to me this day as well imagine if you were to take those words if you were to take those words Do not fear. I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. Imagine if you took a dry erase marker and you wrote those on your mirror so that every day as you started the day, combing your hair, brushing your teeth, sort of getting it all together, you saw those words. Fear not. I have redeemed you and I have called you by name and you are mine where God is speaking directly to us. See, because as God spoke to the Israelites, as he spoke through Isaiah, this whole idea of naming and calling brings to mind this idea of protection and value and a constant presence. Protection, value, and a constant presence, all connected, all hopelessly, where we are hopelessly entangled up In God's words, hopelessly entangled, where you cannot separate those three acts of naming from themselves, where God says, I've called you by name and you are mine. You see, in the simple act in many cultures, the act of naming provides some level of dominion, some level of control, some level of ownership over that which you name. And so as we think about this in terms of the Old Testament, those are all true facts. But there's one piece that we often overlook. It's not about dominion or about control or ownership. It's really about responsibility. Think about it, back to creation when God created the entire world, all the plants, all the animals, and finally humanity, as the text records in Genesis, God paraded all of creation by Adam and gave Adam the responsibility to name every aspect. To name every plant, every animal. Sure, there are names that we try to figure out why would Adam have chosen those names. That doesn't matter. But what really matters is that even though Adam was given dominion over all the animals, the greatest part of it is Adam was given the responsibility to protect and to care for all of creation. Maybe now is a good time for us to ask ourselves, how are we doing with that? How are we doing with our care and our protection of creation? But that probably takes us into another sermon, so we'll save that. But here we hear those words in verse three, what God says. God says, for I've called you by name, for I am the Holy One, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze see what God is promising to the world is God is promising to the Israelites, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to hold close to you. And so as they hear these texts, they're remembered of how God has acted in their history, where God led them through the Red Sea and through the promised land and into and across the river Jordan, where God was with them every step of the way, where God had named them and had protected them. When God calls us by name, we realize the same is true. We think of our own history, not just the history of the Israelites, but even in the founding of our country, where folks who came in faith, came across the great waters of the Atlantic to the frontier and into the woods and over the mountains, always looking to see what was next, but went knowing that God was with them and that God would protect them. See, God will triumph and protect all of God's people. So no matter what trials and tribulations we face in our lives, think about all the different places where you have been. The trials and tribulations of middle school or the college application process or applying for that first job, wrestling with corporate restructuring, marriage, birth, death, divorce, disease, all the new chapters in life. God says, I am with you and I will allow you to stand firm So in that we can take safety and concern, shelter and solace, standing firm and proud because we know that God calls us by name and that God will protect us even as we step out in our mission and ministry of this church, that God will protect us. And if the waters rise, the winds blow, the fires burn, that we will not be knocked down. We will not drown. We will not be consumed. We will not be blown over because we stand firmly in the grasp of God's love and care. But in being called by name, we're not just protected. What it says there in verse four, because you are precious, you are honored, I will give the world for you. See, being called by name is not only that we're protected, but that we are held precious, held close to the heart of God think of what the first words that a toddler learns. Shortly after they learn the word no, what's the next word? Mine. Mine. You know what I'm talking about? As soon as you give them something, they don't want to give it back. You can try to play trade games all you want, but they hold it mine. They're very possessive of whatever it is, whether it's a stuffed animal or a toy or their sippy cup, they don't want to give it up. They will not share it. They hold it close to them, tucked in tight, not letting you take it away. See, the same is where the God looks at us. God looks at the world and says to the world, you all are mine. I will hold you close to my heart and I will not share you. And I will not do that because I love you so much that I don't want to let anything bad happen to you. See, I think our world is crying out to be loved like that, to understand that they are held close to the heart of God and that God will not share us. I will not share you. You are mine. And so in that. See, we hear and we know that in our hearts, in the walls of this church, we hear that message each and every week where we know that God loves us just for who we are, but there is a world out there That is longing to hear those words. There's a world out there that needs to hear that gospel message of love that says, I love you so much that I will send my son to die on the cross for you. That there's a world out there that needs to know our mission and our vision to love God and love neighbor with all of our hearts, because that's what God calls us to do. If there was ever a time in our world that that message needs to be preached and taught, it is now because God says to the world, you are precious and you are mine. Some of you were here on Christmas Eve at the six o'clock service. And remember in that sermon I was preaching and I was talking about how that one of the joys of Christmas was to realize that the baby born in a manger was not just born for the whole world, but born for each of us individually. Sometimes we'd sort of get this idea of Christmas and we broadcast it around and we think, God, I was born for all the world, forgetting to get it down to the micro level where it's about just us sometimes. So as I was telling that lesson that Christ was born in the manger for you, there's a woman on the back row on the right just bursting into tears burst into tears because it's the first time that she'd realized that. She burst into tears. She says, I've got to go because this is the first time I've heard this and I've been told my whole life that I have no value, that no one loves me. And this is news. And we told her stay because this is exactly who Christ was born for, for you, for me. For each of us see when we are called by name God calls us to protect us God calls us and says I will protect and care for you but God also says you are precious to me you are mine and I will hold you close to my heart and not share you but in that God also promises this abiding presence Do you remember the first time that you rode a bike? Or the first time that your kids rode a bike? Do you remember they started out maybe with training wheels and so as you learned to pedal and toddle along, you kind of had it figured out. And if you leaned a little bit too far to the left, up, the training wheels caught you. Leaned a little too far to the right, up, the training wheels caught you. But then there came that day, that day where you were gonna be a big boy or a big girl and you were gonna ride the bike without the training wheels. So you remember what happened? The training wheels came off, and you looked at the bike, and all of a sudden it was a brand new, scary territory, wasn't it? But there was that someone, wasn't there? That someone that said, I'm right here. I've got you. I won't let you fall. And so, as you climbed on the bike, climbed on the saddle, and got ready to pedal, there was a firm hand on that rear seat, maybe. And as you took those first pedals and you started to wobble a little bit more because there were no training wheels, someone had firm grip and they said to you something akin of, I've got you. I'm right here. And before long, you began to pedal and began to get the rhythm, began to find your balance. And that hand began to let go of the seat. And then they were running along beside you. Don't worry, I've got you. Don't worry, I got you. And as your confidence grew, you began to pedal a little bit faster and soon you outrun that person. You outran them, outbiked them. But still yet, what did you hear? I'm right here. I've got you. So in verse five, God says to the people through Isaiah, do not be afraid, I am with you. See, when God calls us by name, God says, don't be afraid. I'm not abandoning you. As a matter of fact, I'm pulling you closer and I'm with you each and every step of the way. And so when we think about that and we think about what God calls us to do in our world around us, out of our comfort zones in new areas, new things to try, we cannot fail because God is right there with us saying, I've got you. Do not be afraid. I am with you every step of the way. As a matter of fact, not only are we not alone, but that God will add to our numbers. It says later in that text, I will bring children from the east. I will bring them from the west, from the north and from the south. I will add to your community. Do not fear. I am with you. So here's what that tells us. Now more than ever here in 2019, now more than ever in this time and in this place in our church's history and the life of our community, now more than ever, we are called to go out The same way our church leaders did 90 years ago. 90 years ago when they laid the cornerstone of this building and they said, we will build a church right here in the heart of Winston Salem to share God's gospel message of love. Our calling is to do just the same to reach out, to grow, to love. As we begin to renovate our building, our calling is to do just the same, to tell the world that you are not alone, that God is with us, and we want you to be a part of our fellowship. From the north, from the south, from the east, from the west, God is calling us together. So as we have been in worship this morning, have you heard it? Did you listen to our hymns, to our prayers, in the moments of silence, in the scriptures? Did you hear God calling you by name, telling you, I've got this? Calling you by name and saying to you, You are mine. I will protect you. You are precious. I am with you all the way. In the cacophony of the day, did you hear God calling you, calling us by our first name? Calling us by our middle name, calling us by our whole name. Did you hear it where God called us? And over all the noise, the world clearly heard our full name being called from heaven and called forth in life. Centenary United Methodist Church, fear not, for I have redeemed you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through fire, you will not be burned. The flame will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. And since you are precious in my sight and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give the whole world for you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you every step of the way. And I will add to your number every day. See, let us go forth from this place. Let us walk out of this church, out of the walls of this congregation, this sanctuary, and make a bold statement to our world, a world that we need to share that message of love through the mission and ministry of our church, where we share our vision and our hopes and our dreams and our actions so that all the world may see that God has called us by name and holds us close and says, you are mine. And I will give the world for you. Fear not. I'm with you every step of the way. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Heart, Soul, and Mind, the podcast from Centenary United Methodist Church. We hope that you'll consider joining us for worship on Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock or Sunday mornings at 8.30, 9 or 11. Have a blessed day.